Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Station. Just the man that has a nickname, always out to say with no shame. Friday, January 28, 2022. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Hope everyone's got their belongings ready for getting snowed in this weekend, as it's looking like the New England area is going to get jammed in with some snow, 8 to 18 inches. Obviously, being January, February months in New England, we're expected to get some snow, get used to it. I do have a funny take to bring in in regards to the weather here today on the podcast. Much love to everybody showing support and love for the podcast in such a hateful, downright depressing time. Social media, toxic, all of it is just kind of wild to me at this point. Much love for everybody checking in here with me here on my podcast. You can always follow along on my Instagram or Twitter page at Seggy Station. Almost getting to a point where I don't even want to put any more Instagram or Twitter posts up. You can follow along on my Twitch stream, it's underscore Seggy underscore G. Come through, check me out, listen to the podcast there. But at this point, I'm struggling to see people talking and hating on women, people talking and hating on um, African Americans, people trolling individuals that are giving sports takes and opinions when we're just trying to have conversations. And the negativity that I see on a daily basis um, is tough. It really is tough. Um, when people are going through things personally, obviously, national pandemic, um, relationships, tragedy, life and death. There's there's a lot of positives to take out of things, but there's many negatives um, that come along with all that. And the perspective that everyone takes out of that, I believe, is different. I believe everybody is different. And those opinions and differentiations and those views and outlooks on pretty much all things, not just sports. Um, it's gotten so out of whack at this point. It's kind of tough for me to kind of have sports takes and talk some sports, but I do appreciate um, my friend Rich who comes through here on the podcast and talks some sports with me. He's doing so today. Looking forward to doing that. Obviously, as we have NFL Championship Sunday coming up, uh, the NFC and AFC Championship game, Bengals, at Chiefs, Niners at Rams, looking forward to those games, and obviously we'll be able to touch on some of the NBA news, NBA trade deadlines, standings, things heating up as we're officially halfway through the NBA season. The MLB has definitely got a flame lit under my ass that I have something to say about, and that will be in my segs five things I will get into when Rich gets here. Should be a good show, fired up to be here. Right now it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk microphone, so we direct. Time to reflect. Should be a good show today, hopefully. Enjoy it. Doing good. No no plans for the next few days, I guess, now. It's going to be shitty outside. How about you? Yeah. um, I'm thinking today is going to be my best pod I've ever done, and I'll tell you why in a second. But um, my first hot take on the weather. I'm so sick of. I am so sick of the cold and snow, bro. But I've I, I saw this take. Uh, shout out Jay Williams. Um, that there's so much gambling going on. We talk about it here a little bit on the pod. You know, making placing some beats, bad beats, talking a little gambling. It's popping off everywhere. I got a crazy stat on it for you before we go. New York numbers. Um, can you imagine if when you were doing the people were making the weather predictions, they were gambling on their predictions. Like, that would be pretty dope, I think. I think that would actually be pretty dope. Like, like oh, we're going to get eight inches of snow. Like, I'm, I'm going to put this much amount of money on it. Like, 
And then the other dude, like, at the other local station is like, bro, no, dude, I'm telling you, this area is getting at least 18 inches, bro. I'm willing to bet this much money on it. (laughs) Because I'm telling you, dog, I don't have a day of work tomorrow because people are saying we're about to get a memorable storm. So, yeah, I don't know. I didn't go to the store like you. I stopped and got a few uh, Arizona iced teas, stocked up on some bugles and some ice cream. I'm good to go. (laughs) Hopefully I don't lose power so I can watch the games tonight because we got a big slate, 22 games in action. Uh, but yeah, all around, I'm sick. I'm sick of the snow and uh, cold. Uh, anyways, I'll start with the topic of the day. This is why. Then I got five things for you, and I do honestly think this is going to be one of my best pods in a while. Let me tell you why. I have. Uh, let me just say, just just before you go, I got like a stop around four fifteen, just so you know. So oh yeah. Hour, but... Oh yeah. I'll keep it quick for you. I got everything lined up today, pretty good. Word. Um. Right. So real quick, real quick, Rich. Um. I started up this pod, it's coming up on two years ago. It's kind of wild to me how much like sports and content we've talked about. And I kind of bring this up a little bit either when I'm by myself here or when you're around. And this is part of my uh, little bit of appreciation. You're all you're all busy today. You got to leave at a certain time. Like It always seems like you can find a time just to come through and talk a little bit with me. And we talked about it a little bit. My other friends that have came through and have like all these things that I thought about like when I first started my podcast, like I wasn't thinking that you were ever going to pod me. And I've always kind of told you this and, and then like kind of how it's gotten like all these goals that I thought I would be able to have with it and maybe not reaching them. But like all these things, I see all these, like, I see all these things now where it's just like, and I've told you this before. And I feel like it's just like helped me to kind of talk to you about it more than just by myself. But like the Pat McAfee show getting like 72,000 views, bro. If we were getting viewed by 72,000 people, like, I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. Like the Joe Rogan podcast. Like I think I saw or heard the other night at work, somebody talking, it's like the most viewed or the biggest viewed podcast in the world or whatever it is. I don't have the exact stats on it, but my whole point is like, I always thought like, damn, like I really want, I want a ton of people to view and listen to my shit. I don't even know if I can handle that, bro. Like I'm more now like just able to appreciate whether anybody, and I always kind of said this, listens or not, where I'm just trying to do this because so many other people are doing it. And I, and I like haven't been able to realize that until like just like recently, bro. Like I feel like I've been struggling so much where I'm like, wow, there's so many other people talking about sports or any kind of topics. Like where is my voice even at? Like regardless if I think my content's good, regardless if I think I bring up some good topics and we have some good conversations like the way I've been feeling recently has me feeling that way about my podcast and the the last thing I'll point and I'll let you respond because I'm this might be tough to respond to but I do appreciate you talking to me I've been like so down recently bro I've been like scrolling through my phone like I know I can go see you whenever like I know I got a couple friends I can hit up and go see whenever but it was more like I want to be able to like talk to somebody that like actually knows me bro like that's the whole thing with like meeting people right now for me i feel like the way i heard skip bayless talk about this today and i know how you feel about skip bayless but i've learned to appreciate skip bayless on his like solo podcast bro like if you can do podcasts and talk like that whether it's sports talking in general like solo like that's you deserve a lot of respect for that bro i have some i'm some solo content i'm to a point now where i feel like i have way too much anxiety to do a solo podcast, even though I think my shit would be great. I think my shit would be great. I always thought my shit was great, regardless of how many people listen to it. Cause I listen to a lot of people's shit and I got a lot of takes to bring up that I've talked about here throughout my two, basically almost two years here on the podcast with you, with others and by myself. At this point, bro, I've grown to just appreciate that so much 
when I spend all this time by myself, when I'm like looking what to do with my free time now that I have more of it, even though I haven't been potting as much, when I do pod, you coming through, like it's one of like my favorite things to do, bro. And it was like this. I started this because it kind of helped me. It was something that I used as like a distraction. Um, it was one of my passions and favorite things to do. It's not that I've lost passion for it. I have this same passion for it. I heard Skip say, this is what I was like, my calling and brought on this earth to do. I honestly feel that way about myself. Like, I honestly wish I was able to get on more of a platform because I do think this is something that I could do and be like more legit on. That's kind of want to have like a new spot to do it or like maybe then I'd have more time to do it than to do it where I've like always been living my entire life. Like to put that shit into perspective to me that I'm like podcasting like where I live forever and grew up as a little kid is kind of fucking wild to me. Like I'll bring it up in my five things, but realistically, bro, what I think's crazy is we talk here on, uh, on sports and we, we meet up, we can, I haven't been gaming at all, bro. I don't know if you noticed that, but like, I don't even like yeah. to game anymore. It's not that I, I don't know what it is recently. Like things that I like to do, I just haven't been wanting to do. And it's just weird. I've just been in this rut, bro. It's like the weirdest rut I've been in. Cause I've been in them before, obviously with all the things that have happened to me. And it's, it's like weird and scary to a point where I'm like, shit, bro. I don't know. I don't know like what it, what my next move is, what I'm even going to, like, it's just like wild to me, bro. And I don't know. At this point, I've just learned that even that I'm even going to turn this shit still on and like that you'll still come through and make a little time to talk to me. Like, I'm just so grateful for that. I really am, dude. Like, it's just, yeah. just incredible. There's so much content out there. So much hate out there. I, like the, like doing my post on Instagram, like, oh, that'll make me get more views. Like, oh, posting on my Twitter, that'll make me get more views, bro. Like, I don't even think that's a thing, dog. Cause that place is just so damn toxic at this point. Like, I don't even know if I, I want my shit there, to be honest. Like, I don't know. I'm just, it's, cr- I think Twitch is where it's at. Like, check my shit out on Twitch. Like, I might just be doing that. You can see us and hear us. Like, what, what's better than that? Like, I need my shit on YouTube. Like, I, I, I don't have enough videos out there. Like, I don't know what's good, bro. Like, yeah, like, I think we have some really good content. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if it's, it's just like wild. Cause I know how it is and I know how it goes for like anything that you want to do in life, regardless of like what it is. But I don't know. It just seems like crazy to me. Like I reached out, I've had Shayna on my podcast. Like she has a lot of things that she likes to do. And some of her shit got jammed up and I just like, I don't know. Maybe it's not just me. Maybe I'm not the only one. Like, I don't know. I just like still keep on fighting through it, but it's like, no, I don't it's, know. it's, it's a lot of people right now. I think that's like just where we are. People are half normalized to like no social interaction and half like, wow, this fucking blows. Like that's kind of where I am. Like we've talked about it here a bunch of times. Like if I didn't go to the gym or hop on this podcast and Lisa was like away for a week, like, I wouldn't talk to anyone who it wasn't my job to talk to them for the most part. Like I'm talking to clients all day. So that's one thing, but like, it's different. It's not like social, like friendly interaction, like with your friends and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But so I guess like, my question to you is that you, do you think that's changed you a little bit? Like, like, yeah, yes. have you I, literally changed because of that? Cause I feel like I've now changed a little bit and it's like messing me up. Like literally. <laughs> yeah. There's shit. There's shit that I, like you were saying that I don't enjoy doing as much as I used to. Truthfully, one of them recently, like weirdly enough, I've been watching a bunch of basketball, but it's kind of been like, I feel like I haven't been like watching basketball like I did in the past. Like I just kind of like, fuck it. Like I'll go to bed tonight or whatever. Like huh. part of that's like, I've been going to the gym every day, maybe like a little yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, but it's just, it's part of what you said. Like, not like 
not like depressed or shit, but just kind of like over, like, you know, you're doing the same shit every day. It's just kind of like you're in your routine, kind of fucking like tired. It's routines are good in some sense and are like fucking dangerous if your life's just one yeah. routine of like the same thing every day. You yeah, I'm glad, that. yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that leads into one of the things I have for sure. Let me get into my five things for you because I know you only have so much time. Uh, let me start with this one and I got a bell, so we'll keep it, uh, moving. Um, I can't believe Barry Bonds is in a, in the hall of fame. I know, I know you're not a big baseball guy. I know Chu is my baseball guy, but if Chu was here, but if Chu was here, I would literally be telling him this is exactly why I don't fuck with baseball. I hear people talking about this the other night at my job. I've screamed and bitched at Chu since he's been here on my podcast. And I love Chu for his appreciation and love for baseball, but I hate it. Baseball's dead to me, bro. Like, David Ortiz, and I'm I if I was a baseball fan when I was, I was a Red Sox fan. David Ortiz, first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, if you're talking any of this, to me, the, the dude used at some point. There are dudes that used PDs, roids, any of these enhancements. I don't know what you're gonna call them, that are in the Hall of Fame currently and just got voted in, in my opinion. Let me also tell you, which I know Chu would bring up if he was here, Bud Selig, the, the commissioner during this era, is not the MLB Hall of Fame. Well, I don't understand how Barry Bonds isn't, and Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling, these dudes that aren't in the Hall of Fame. I just don't understand that, bro. And to yeah. me, it's my whole thing with baseball where people are trying to always say, oh, well, it's America's pastime sport, and, and like Chewy would tell me here, Hitting 60 home runs 100 years ago and hitting 60 home runs in 2021 is the same exact thing. Well, apparently it's not. When you're changing baseballs and, and changing things over time and people are using steroids and drugs in, in your Hall of Fame. I just don't get how that can be taken into account with baseball because all people were using. So many people. Pitchers, hitters, all the players. And don't then get into, well, what did that player do before they were using because in my opinion before they were using Barry Bonds was a Hall of Fame player. Go look at some of the stuff. I don't like I don't It's just like crazy to me. Though, MLB is just crazy to me, bro, because how how do you know who's using and not when you still have people basically using and cheating in 21, 2022, 2020 with the cameras and the Astros. People have been cheating in baseball its entire fucking existence. And people are trying to act like, "Oh, this is a great sport." And it's the worst sport out of all professional sports. I'd rather watch tennis. I'd rather watch women's basketball. I'd rather watch anything else. I hate baseball. Also, they're currently in an MLB lockout. Go ahead. Like three minutes here, you can respond. I hear you. I agree. Barry Bonds should absolutely be in the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens should. A few things I want to respond to. One, I'm just going to get one of my uh, five things, three things out of the way now, because this is kind of one of them. I think, and obviously I'm a little biased. I'm a Red Sox fan. David Ortiz, my favorite baseball player ever. Like, don't follow baseball as much now. I think it's utterly ridiculous, the discourse around this. Unreal. People are acting like, no, 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 I agree with you. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. It's not even a question. But the way people talk about it, I get you need a reference point to compare it to, but the way people have been talking about it is like there were four open spots and David Ortiz got one and kept those other guys out. Like, no, 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 no. I, I have an issue as well with them not making the Hall of Fame, but it's not like I've seen all these things like comparing Ortiz's to Bonds' numbers. It's like, yo, anyone that knows baseball – and I'm not saying this like, oh, I know everything about baseball. Like, I was talking to Chu about this the other day. It's like, dude, anyone that knows baseball knows, like, David Ortiz should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, he fucking spearheaded, like, was one of the main parts of three World Series, one of the best designated players ever. It's like, no, no, that's not even my point. That's not even my point. 
going further on to the Barry Bonds thing. So like, I just don't like the comparison there. Not that you were making. I'm mainly talking like I was going to bring this up before you even just talked. Like on Twitter, on everything, just like a discourse of people acting like one kept the other out kind of almost, which obviously isn't the case. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying no, is one of my things was before you ever said anything. Yeah. And now to respond to what you just said, the only, I agree with basically everything you just said. The only disagreement I have is I think it's a dangerous argument to like start doing the like, well, before he took steroids, because like at the end of the day, we don't know. And like I was talking to this about you the other day. There's no, there is no. No, no, no. Not that we don't know that they did. We don't know when it started and when it stopped. And when I was talking to Chu the other day, he's saying Ortiz, McGuire, even Barry Bonds. Like, there's no proof they did steroids. They appeared on a list of, like, a commissioner's exempt drug list. There was never any data on what that drug was. In Ortiz's case, the case was thrown out, and they said a lot of them, like, you know, whatever, were, like, false positives, whatever they call it. So I'm not trying to make any big stand here other than, like, I agree they should be in the Hall of Fame. I just don't like the discourse around, like, not that you said, but just in general, like, oh, well, David Ortiz did this and Bonds did this. Listen, you know, it, not, imagine when, if A-Rod gets into the Hall of Fame. Like, I just don't understand this shit, dude. Like, I just don't understand this shit. Here's my thing. If you go look at Barry Bonds' numbers when he was on the Minnesota Twins before he got to the Boston Red Sox, terrible player. You're trying to tell me that all of a sudden he just got instantly greater? Like, I'm not saying he he's... He's automatically accused of actually doing the shit. But these guys all around the sport were accused of doing this shit for a reason because it was all around the sport. Like, this is my problem with it, bro. There's been cheating throughout MLB, regardless of roids, sticky stuff, cameras. That's recent. Go all the way back to when the first sport was going on, Joe Jackson. It's been a cheating sport forever, and people want to act like it's the most purest sport ever. It's the biggest load of bullshit. Barry Bonds and all those guys are Hall of Famers. If the, if if Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, that's the end of that rant. Next topic, because we had a bell and we got to keep it moving. Go ahead. I'll say is where I do absolutely agree with you is I heard someone bring up this point. I have no idea who. Maybe it was on Twitter, but I think it's a shame that all of the best, most historic—not all of, but a lot of the best, most historic players in the MLB are held out of the Hall of Fame because of this. Like Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Roger Clemens. So like how, dumb. Like four, What's the I point of having a history of the sport? Of our, of our lifetime. But, like, the worst part is it seems to only come down on the best players. Because, like, players who are, like, middling good players, like fringe Hall of Famers, don't get this because the focus is on the big guys. So, like, you have people, plenty of people in the Hall of Fame who did steroids. But you're keeping the best of the best players out who, to go along with your point, like you said, probably would have been in the Hall of Fame whether they did steroids or not. Yeah. Because the real argument here is like people people associate steroids with like, oh, I'm going to get up there and clock home runs. Steroids does not change your wrist speed, your fucking yes, eye. Yes, Rich, let it me just say. It does not change like swinging at the ball. It does not even technically, it makes your muscles recover quicker. It does not even directly make the, you stronger. That you was the way, dude. If you're working out 24-7 day in, day That day. was the wave. You have a misconception. That was the wave in the MLB. You know what the wave in the MLB was over the past couple years? Using sticky stuff as a pitcher. You know what the wave will be five years from now? Something in the MLB because that's always what it has been. It's the wave. And it's just crazy to me. It's just as simple as Jeff Hassan said. Like, you're going to keep the guy out of the MLB Hall of Fame with the most home runs ever. For what? Like, what's the point of even having the history of the MLB in in the league then at the at the museum? Like, it just doesn't – It's 
It's not telling baseball story. It's not telling baseball story. And to me, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. I truly get the People are literally arguing of who should be in because of, of roids. Like, I was listening to it last night at work. It was the dumbest shit ever. People saying, like, the ground level argument of people shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame who cheated, 100% with you. Agree that. The problem is, like, we're past that point. No like, shit. There's so, there's so many people in the Hall of Fame. No shit. You can't start now doing that. That's I'm exactly. saying these guys need to be in, and this was their last time to get in, but now people are like, oh, they can get on some extra uh, other... I'm like, dude, that that's some bullshit. Whatever, oh, dog. I, I can't even talk about this shit anymore. Next topic. Um, are you feeling old, Rich? Uh, so no. Big Ben actually retired. Um, he quarterbacked yeah. the Steelers for 18 years. Basically, as long as I can remember watching football, I've known Big Ben quarterbacking the Steelers. Yeah. Similar to how I feel about Tom Brady quarterbacking the Patriots, and I couldn't believe he made it out on our other team he did. You asked me the other day if I thought he was going to retire. I've heard a bunch of stuff from Tom Brady this week. I think he's going to retire. Um, I'll add TB to that list and that quote of Big Ben. I'm adding Sean Payton to this list as well. Coach the Saints for 16 years. All of a sudden basically steps down as head coach. Says he's retiring. Also says he's going to get into either TV or coaching. So who knows what's actually going down. Moral of the story is, he ain't the head coach of the Saints anymore. That's been happening since 2006. Second longest active coach in the NFL, uh, only to Bill Belichick. And that's basically also when I remember watching everything with my eyes. 2006, like 2004, 2006. 2004, I was 10 years old. Like, all right, Big Ben was drafted when I was 10 years old. Like, okay, I can remember basically watching all of Big Ben. I remember watching all of... Sean Payton, Tom Brady. These dudes are out of the league, bro. This is what I've been kind of saying and feeling about LeBron James. This is what I've been saying and feeling about even a guy like Russell Westbrook. These guys aren't going to be around and be able to play forever. And it's just like, damn, bro. Like, it just makes me feel old. I'm just like, holy shit, dude. These dudes are all out of the league. Like, oh, man, I'm just feeling old as shit, bro. I'm not going to lie. And that's also probably one of the reasons I've been struggling. Go ahead. Yeah, I hear you. Um, on a non-sports one, the thing that makes me feel the oldest, like, not that we're old, I'm fucking 27, we're the same age, but, like, the thing that makes me feel the oldest is when I started at Indeed right out of college at 22, the majority of people, not the majority, obviously all different ages, but a lot of people, as I was talking to them, like, on my team, people that were helping me shit with 27 years old, and I remember all of them being like, oh, like, how old are you? I'm like, 22. They're like, 22? Like, you just fucking left college? Like, damn, you're mad young to be working here. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, in my head, thinking, like, Damn, like, not that they're old, but these guys are, like, so much older than me. And yeah. now in my head, I'm like, holy shit, I'm, like, the ex- that exact person that, like, five years ago, I was like, oh, they're way older than me. They're, like, they got, like, fucking, like, houses and shit like that. I'm like, they're way older than me. And now it's like, yeah, but to tie it back to sports, like, the biggest one for me, and it, it almost hit me maybe earlier than, like, you and stuff like that, because it, it hits you with your favorite athletes. And, like, I had a point in time where, like, I was pretty sure Melo was out of the league. And, like, I've, like, accepted that he's not, like, that dude anymore. And I just enjoy watching him play. So, like, for me, I think I'd be – not that I don't feel old because of this, but at least on the sports side of things, I think it really hits you when, like, your favorite guy or two start retiring. Like, it sucked a little bit for me with David Ortiz. But, like, I didn't watch baseball as much as at that point. But he was, like, the sole reason I did half the time when I watched. Um, And then for Melo was the real one where I was like, yo, like, it, it, that one was just annoying, especially because all the discourse, like we don't need to get into it, but it was so much like, dude, like I know he's not efficient, but like this guy is not like a fucking G League player. This guy should be in the fucking NBA. Like this is absurd. Yeah. So, like, Mellow one was real frustrating, but like that's the first time I was like, damn, like we're getting old. My favorite player who I watched in college who had an amazing NBA Hall of Fame career is out of the league. Like 
wow. Yeah, and let me just tie this to my Tom Brady take real quick because I was kind of telling you a little bit the other day, but um, I just with all the stuff he's been saying about his family, I know that kind of bleeds into it. It probably has always bled into it, but I think it's more of like what I was saying about. If he goes out right now, dude, he's like in the MVP conversations with all these unreal statistics, even though they didn't win the Super Bowl. He did win a Super Bowl last year, and a lot of people didn't think he was going to do that, including myself. Um, a lot of di- people didn't think he'd be able to come back and play like he did this year, regardless of when he went out in the playoffs. Um, thankfully, he did. Uh, but at this point, like, I think the Bucks, honestly, if they lose Byron Leftwich and, and some of these players, and like, he's just looking around, like, regardless of like, whether he would go anywhere else or not, I don't think he would. Like, maybe it's just his time, dog. He's done so much anyways. Like, obviously talking about his family. And just Big Ben basically saying to me, like, what he was saying before that game, heading into that game. Like, oh, we don't have a chance. Blah, blah, blah. Like, Tom Brady would never say that, bro. Like, Tom, Big the way Big Ben went out is, like, a way yeah. we never want to see Tom Brady go out. And I'm not saying if Tom Brady comes back next year, that's, that's what's going to happen. But the more he keeps coming back, the chance that happens. And that's basically always kind of been my point. Like, as much as I hate Brady, he can go out right now, even though they didn't win the Super Bowl, and he led the league in uh, basically all these categories, had a great season basically in the MVP conversations. He might win it. Who knows? And at this point, it's like, damn, bro. Like, am I going to have a chance to win another Super Bowl with how nice all these young quarterbacks are looking? Like, I'm not so sure. So, it is just kind of wild to me because when Tom Brady retires, as much as I hate him, like that will make me feel really old because, damn, he's been around for a minute and he's been dominating, obviously, right. for a minute, regardless of how I feel about calls and all that yeah. extra shit. And it's just, I don't know, it just puts it into perspective for me. I can hate on a guy. I can, I can say, like, I don't like the calls he gets and the team he plays on. But, damn, bro, like, he's done some pretty incredible shit and – regardless if he plays again next year or not like it's not like he's playing five more years like lebron's not playing five more years in my opinion so it's like that's why i say you gotta watch lebron every chance you get if not every night bro because it ain't gonna be much longer and how many more guys are we gonna be like yep that's lebron james because in my opinion he's up there in that mj category where very limited categories obviously names exist yeah I don't have I don't have too much of a lean on like if I think Brady's retiring or not, but I think the more interesting part is what you touched on other than that, like how you're going out and stuff. And yeah, Brady could win the MVP, had a great year this year. I think and I'm just talking about the sports. There's so many other things. We heard him talk about his family, his kids, all that. Like I have no fucking idea how he actually feels about that. Like if that's gonna stop him from playing or if he's gonna retire because of that, whatever. But I think it is interesting, especially if you're Tom Brady, like we can say whatever we want. What we know for a fact about this dude is just because he's a year older, in his head, he's probably not like, ah, I don't think I can compete with these guys. Like, that's just not how he's wired. I, I'm with you that, like, maybe he can't, but, like, that's not how it's going to go in his head. If he stops, it's going to be for, like, off-the-field reasons, I would guess, because it seems like he loves the game of football still. I'm that, not even saying like, I'm not even saying oh, him oh, personally oh. can't compete with the guys. I'm talking more about his team around him and, like, his coaches around him, all that. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about your take yet. I'm just saying like my thoughts on this. Like I think if you're like trying to get into his head, like he's always gonna be like, I can beat these guys. Yeah. And I think especially if you see something like fucking Aaron Rodgers go to the AFC or something like that and go to the Broncos, like you're Tom Brady, like, look, I'm not saying he's gonna run through anything. You just lost to the Rams. The Rams are still there. There's plenty of good teams in the NFC. But if you're Tom Brady looking around, you're like 
shit. Like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, all those dudes have to fight amongst themselves in the AFC. I could probably get to a Super Bowl. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's looking at, like, after the chips fall. Because, like, I'll tell you what. The other thing is, like, the Bucks. I this is, again, I'm, maybe I'm speaking out of my ass. But, like, the Bucks don't have a backup plan at quarterback. Like, we know that. So, like, the Bucks aren't going to be like, yo, Tom, like, we need to know by this day. Like, they're just going to be like, yeah, man, like, please take your time. Like, come, please come back. Please come back. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this is, like, the Rodgers thing from last season where we have to wait for a bit to figure it out. He sees where the chips fall elsewhere. And at the end of the day, he's looking at it like, Oh yeah, we could run. Th- we could run through the NFC. I'm not saying he would. I'm just saying like I could see it going that way in his head, depending on how the chips fall elsewhere. Yeah, and then he still has to get through, and that's fine. Maybe he can, but you still got to beat one of those other young good guys on the For other sure. side in the Super Bowl. And to me, losing a Super Bowl, like yeah, okay, getting to a Super Bowl and losing it doesn't hurt you're your right, legacy, right, but right. I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. You make a good point though. We'll have to see how this all plays out next topic because we only have so much I will, time. I will say. I don't think Sean Payton's done. I think he comes back. Probably not this year off what he said. Yeah. Like, no, I, I agree. I think he'll be – yeah, no, I think he'll be back. I think I think the Cowboys oh, are okay. crazy to not fire Mike McCarthy yesterday and hire him today. But yeah. um, we'll see if that plays out or not with all the things I've been hearing about that. But I'll save that for another time. I only have so much time. Uh, this is another one for me, Rich. You'll pre- appreciate this one. We're back in the association. In 2014, Rich, there was 46 triple-doubles. In the entire season of the NBA. Last year, there was 142 triple-doubles in 300 less games calculated. I don't know how that's possible. Oh, apparently because of the the COVID or something, right? There was games. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. 300 less games somehow. Um, People are talking about the triple-double all the time. I think the triple-double has kind of been not diminished. I think people saying that the triple-double being is being diminished is why i get mad because obviously my guy russell westbrook before basically kareem which obviously i didn't see any of that basically created this like he averaged a triple double four out of the past five years regardless how he's looking right now he still has better uh, shooting percentage than steph curry anyways back to the point triple doubles are happening literally like on a nightly basis rich um i think that hurts my guy russ like i think people are are constantly like hating on Ross because all these other dudes are getting triple doubles. So it, it can't be like, oh, dude, you're the only dude getting triple doubles. Like, oh, dude, like triple doubles don't equate to winning because other guys are triple getting triple doubles and winning. Like to me, it's I don't understand how many triple double, how many these why so many triple doubles are happening, bro. Hey, Fred Fred Van Vliet getting ten rebounds though. Tyler Hero getting ten rebounds. Like some of these triple doubles that I'm seeing, like. To me, it does make it seem like the triple-double is diminished. Because that should not happen. That should not happen in the NBA. And then I do get these concerns with some guys, old heads, saying, oh, well, the NBA is different. Tyler Hero should not be getting 10 rebounds in the NBA, dog. Neither should Fred Van Vliet, in my opinion, regardless how good they are offensively and what they can do on the defensive end. You should be getting boxed out by a way bigger dude and not be getting 10 rebounds in an NBA game, in my opinion. So, in my opinion... What Russ was doing as a small guard rebounding the basketball is what made him so electric. Now that guys are just doing it like it's nothing, teammates just letting dudes get rebounds so they can get a triple-double, it, it, it hurts the whole argument for me. It's, it's I don't know, it's tough. Like, I watch a lot of the NBA still, and I think one of the best bets is like going through and looking through the games and being like, who's going to get a triple-double tonight? Throwing five on it because the odds are like plus 3,000, and you'll end up making 100 bucks. Yeah. 
I don't... I mean, a few different takes here, I guess. One, I think the triple-double was always overvalued. And that's not saying Russell... That's not the thing on Russell Westbrook. Like, Russell Westbrook was great. Like, it's not... I think it, the triple-doubles got so overhyped because it's like, really, at the end of the day, what the fuck does it matter if someone gets nine assists versus ten assists? It doesn't. Like, in terms of, like, how good a player is, that's one random guy on their team missing or making a shot. That has zero impact on, like, how good that player is. So, like, we do these things where, like, we get so excited, like, the media and everything, or, like, even when it comes to ranking players, it's like, well, he's getting these triple-doubles. And this isn't about Westbrook. I think Westbrook's great if he got no triple-doubles and he got nine rebounds in one of every one of those games. That wouldn't change anything for me. That's, like, an ambiguous, like, rebound or two. That doesn't make a player better or worse. So, to me, it's, like, I just it's just such an overhyped stat because, like, did Fred Van Fleet... Is my... No, no, no. Just listen Hold to my on, point, on. though. I think Russell Westbrook created that, though. Because if you go and average a triple-double in a season and you do it four out of five times, that's pretty crazy to me. Yeah, it is. But it's like... <laughs> that's Russ. Like, we've never seen a player do it like Russ. So it was really exciting. It was like, oh my god, this is incredible. But I think, like, the casual NBA fan in the media, like, took it too far to where, like, now it's, like, this enormous, like, oh, my God, like, well, we had this many triple-doubles. It's like, dude, that doesn't fucking matter. What about all the guys that had nine assists in these games? Like, it doesn't – it's just an ambiguous thing to where, like, I think if we're pointing at it as a reason for success, we're not really analyzing basketball because it's like, what? again, like, if you have 11 and 9 line, like, why would a 10 and 10 line in your assists and rebounds be better than an 11 and 9 line? Like, it's not. It's the same shit. We just celebrate one because we like round numbers. Like, I – I think triple-doubles, not they're useless. It means you're playing hard, you're having a good game. And to go off your first point, the reason we're seeing so many more, one, small ball. Smaller guys are getting re rebounds. You got dudes like fucking Tyler Hero out there playing the small forward when, like, back in the day, he'd be, like, you know, small point guard, shit like that only. You got dudes like playing the LeBron out there, like, playing the center. All these guys who would never play a center playing the center. And then the pace of play through the roof. So there's so many more assists, so many more rebound shots, like, you're right. The value of it has absolutely been diminished. I just don't like the triple-double stat as like a meter of success because it's like, I, like ambiguous kind of numbers. Of, I don't know. You know what I mean. Yeah. I guess the fact is the difference between 9 and 10 rebounds is the triple-double hit cash in if you got uh, 10 in the other category. <laughs> and in in my case, for people basically saying I'm Russell saying Westbrook had a good or a bad good. game, because that, apparently that's all you can get judged on now, and that's basically my whole point. Like, I don't know. I'm still holding an open out in the Lakers. I know uh, LeBron didn't play last night, but I thought uh, Anthony Davis outplayed Joel Embiid, and I think Joel Embiid's the MVP of the league right now. So I think there's something to be said with that. If LeBron can get on the court, obviously Anthony stay Davis on the court. had a great game. And great game. if whatever happens with the trade deadline, which will be interesting to see. Look, dude, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one last one here, and then I'm gonna let you get into yours. Um, this is one that I have that I have to that I have to have in one of my five things for today, because out of all the things that have happened since I'm basically using, it's coming up on two years of me potting, um, that have happened since then, uh, gambling in in certain states that I wanted to touch on before I go. Paying college athletes, bro. And I saw J.R. Smith, former NBA player J.R. Smith, Rich, keeping it in the NBA. Now a collegiate golfer, as you may know or may not know, you should know from the podcast, uh, at NCAA A&T, um, he signed a deal with XL Sports for name, image, likeness, representation, 
it's the first NIL deal from a former pro athlete, obviously, as the NIL deal is fairly recently new. Um, well, I guess I can say I was right about that, obviously, as J.R. Smith playing a college sport um, would obviously be able to make some money off NIL, so why wouldn't he take advantage of this now that he's actually getting good grades and playing on the golf team? Um, my whole thing of making, making me feel old, dude, it, it is a great time to be in high school right now playing a sport. Even if you don't play a sport, this kind of goes back to my whole thing, Rich. You know, the fact that we stream and I watch a lot of stuff on Twitch, you can stream video games on Twitch. We're streaming a podcast on Twitch. You can do different things on Twitch, Rich. Streaming, streaming is the world, right? Dude, a, a 10 year old who a youth sport, so he'd be in youth sports could make money off playing video games. So why would that kid want to play U Sports? Like U Sports is going down like all across the pl- uh, platforms, at least in this area. Um, I don't know about others, but obviously there's going to be still kids playing U Sports. My point is, in my opinion, they're down. And it's because you can make money streaming, doing other things, like younger than you can in making money in sports. Kind of always my knock on people not getting paid in, in college athletics with all the things they do and all the money they generate. Now that they can, guys like J.R. Smith, they can just go back to school and make it. Like, bro, wh- why why should I not go back and play try and play college golf? I have four years of eligibility. Maybe I can get some name, name image likeness. If you're in high school right now and playing a sport and you go to college and are playing a sport, because I know people that are at college doing a sport, you should be taking advantage of this. And if you are not taking advantage of this, I don't know what you're doing. Because think of all the kids... Me and you included, Rich, regardless if we'd ever make it to a college sport, all the past now pro athletes that could have made money, name, image, likeness, are able to take advantage of that. It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild to me looking at that, dog. Like, J.R. Smith went back to school, and I said, damn, he's going back to school. Well, obviously, he's going to make name, image, likeness at some point, and he signs a deal. Like, because that's allowed. And a year, two years ago when we started the pod, that was not a thing. And I know things change. Um, I've been screaming for this one for a while. And yeah, I'm happy it happened. And maybe it's not rolled out correctly and things are kind of going a little bit wild. But this news about J.R. Smith, it's kind of, he's taking advantage of the system to me. Like give it an opportunity to, to a different person, man. I said this when, it, when I first saw it. And I'm not saying good for you getting your grades. But you shouldn't be on a golf team making money off your name, image, likeness as J.R. Smith. Like, come on, dog. You better be donating some of that money back. And I, I, you're on mute. You're on mute. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm sure he donates to plenty of shit. Like, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't know. Make your money. Everyone can make your money. Do whatever you want. I think there is for the youth part, the sports part. Like, it's definitely down. But like, I don't know. Not everyone's good enough at everything to make money at shit like gaming or like that's fine but if you are why wouldn't you and yes that's back to your point about jr smith make your money yeah same thing here bro i tried to i tried to attach my venmo account to my twitter because i'm just trying to find any way to be able to be like yo rich i'll slide you some money for coming on the pod today i've always had a dream and a passion of mine of that that'd be dope right that'd be dope imagine if i got enough money coming through with a subscription or something pat mcafee style where i could literally be like yo here's a hundred for today Obviously, they make mad more. 30 million a year to do the shit. 
there is zero shot I would take money for coming on here unless you were making like some serious fucking. Wouldn't that be dope though? Yeah, that'd be dope, bro. If I yeah, dude, that'd be dope. That'd be dead ass dope. Hit up my fucking Twitter account and give me a tip if you watch my podcast. Five bucks will accumulate it up. Uh no, all jokes aside. No, seriously, I'm trying to do the same thing though. Everyone is. Now that you can. Like you're trying to make money. Like I saw Duke's uh detailing service. Duke hits me up. I thought it was some type of joke. Like, did he hit you up with that? Uh, did he hit you up with that? I don't know if it would actually work. You have to have, you know, you have to get a following, put out a lot of content. But what a lot of, like, podcasters and content creators do to make money is there's a website called Patreon where people can, like, pay a monthly fee or, like, you know, or just one month, whatever, pay one time to be a part of your network. But they also get access to, like, exclusive things you do. So you could post out there and be like, it's ba- like they're not specifically paying for access. They're basically saying like, yo, I like what you do. Like I'm willing to like give you some money for what you do. But you're also giving them something in your return. They're like, yo, like I'm going to put out um, a special 30-minute podcast once a week like just for you guys. Like on topics you want, like shoot them over to me and like I'll make a podcast for your topics like just for you guys, not for anyone else. Like you, a lot of people do it with um, DraftKings fantasy sports. They're like, yo, like I make a – I'll make our free videos like on YouTube. But like I have a special like 30-minute – for the slate lots like i'm live on this special network on twitch that i only put the link out in my patreon pay ten dollars a month and like whatever ask me questions like we'll talk before it goes live so like you're basically like interacting with your community and they're paying you for stuff you do but also kind of it's like a yo appreciate you yeah like that, yeah. that, that's usually the best opportunities are endless to be honest all right you got any things for me i know you got to go soon i wanted to get your uh game picks yeah. before you go yeah, I, so I, I only did three. We touched on the David Ortiz one uh, real quick. Just uh, I, I'm honestly surprised we didn't touch on it. I don't, we don't need to. Like ESPN fucking beat it into the ground the last few days. But just one quick thought on it on the Nathaniel Hackett thing for the Broncos. Um, I'm just wondering, and like I, you can give your take. You don't have the answer to this. I don't have the answer to this. No one does right now. But I'm just wondering, what if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come? Like, what if they don't get Aaron Rodgers this offseason? Like, is that the hire? Did you bring him in so that you could get Aaron Rodgers? Or did you bring him in because you think he's a good coach and maybe he could help you get Aaron Rodgers? Because, like, I don't know. I'm not saying it was a bad move. I talked to Chewy. Like, he he has no way to know either. He doesn't know this guy that well. But it's just like, if you only brought him in so that you could get Aaron Rodgers and you gave him a multi-year deal and you don't get Aaron Rodgers... You better fucking hope shit works out, because what a bad move that was. Didn't I tell you today was going to be one of my greatest podcasts ever? Yeah, you did. That was my exact take on the whole situation. I'm happy for Chu, because okay. everyone's hiring good young coaches, but all I'm thinking is like, bro, what if what if they don't get Aaron Rodgers? Like, to me, they made this move thinking, okay, this will get Aaron Rodgers to come here, and if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go there, Chu, you're pretty much screwed in my opinion, because you got now a coach who has no head coaching experience. And you're taking a flyer in the fact that Aaron Rodgers was going to come join him and soothe his opportunity up in the air until you can get another quarterback to replace him. Uh, I do think Aaron Rodgers is, is going to be leaving Green Bay, though. I did say tell you this on the podcast. I don't think he's going to play in Green Bay again. I'm not saying he might not be at the Broncos. I don't know if it's going to be another team where he retires. I just think he's not going to be at Green Bay, particularly after what he did again, which was fall up miserably short in just a game that happened five days ago to the San Francisco 49ers in which now they've advanced to play the L.A. Rams. That's on Aaron Rodgers' head. 
again, this has all been beaten to the ground. Like, I don't watch much ESPN, but I actually had it on in the background, like, most of the day yesterday. And, like, they just kept talking about this. So, like, it's not like I'm saying anything creative or new, but I do think an interesting talking point is, like, if you're in Aaron Rodgers' head, which none of us fucking know unless he goes on the Pat McAfee show and just straight up tells us in the next few weeks, but, like, if you're in his head, are you looking at it like, I mean, yeah, you, he had a quote saying, like, I'd be interested in, I forget the exact quote, but saying he'd be interested in going where Hackett went um, a few months ago if any team got him. But if you're in Andrew, Aaron Rodgers' head, are you looking at Yeah, it what, like, on the Pat McAfee show where you can't fucking take any of this shit seriously? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you're in Aaron Rodgers' head, are you looking at it like, I'm the fucking best quarterback in the league, like, I can beat anyone, or are you looking at it like, like we said earlier with Tom Brady, like, why would I go to the AFC if all of the best yeah. quarterbacks are in the AFC? That's the way he I should be thinking. That's the way he should be thinking when you can't beat Jimmy G, by the way, and who knows where he I rides agree. up. I agree. Uh, I just don't yeah. think he is. Again, I don't think athletes are wise. And, and also, I just need to throw this out here on the pod as well because I made a couple errors last pod. It was four straight Super Bowls the Bills went to and lost. And Jimmy G, by the way, as much as I sit here and kind of knock on him because he's basically the guy that if everyone's basically saying on your mainstream media is in the group project that gets an A-plus or whatever and literally does nothing. Like, we've all kind of been in that situation if we've gone to any type of schooling at some point. Do a group project, one dude, regardless of his – maybe he – Maybe he does want to do shit, but you're just like, nah, dude, like, we don't even want you to do shit, like, but we all then still get an A+. That's Jimmy G right now with how he's been playing in these playoffs, but that's more of a knock on Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, with not being able to beat that when your defense only uh, holds the Niners to 13 points and no offensive touchdowns. Um, Yeah, Jimmy G is a winner, though, and as much as I sit here and say, well, he's not playing well, he's winning these games, and I hear all the stuff his teammates are saying about him, and I think that's something I appreciate about myself. Like, yeah, I think I like to uh, think of myself as somebody uh, that's genuine or, or is in a in a rat's hole or whatever they're saying about Jimmy G. Because at the end of the day, Rich, I've been thinking about this more and more too. Like, it really matters what people are saying about you when you're not there. Like, that's what I actually think and I've been feeling like if I can leave an impression on anybody that I meet, anybody that I talk to, my friends, people I meet at work, my neighbors, family, whatever it is, like I want them to at least think I'm a good person and say good things about me, not talk shit about me. And I think that's like the funny thing I see with like Jimmy G, like all the people talking shit about Jimmy G. And then obviously there's somewhat fans of what Jimmy G's doing. Um, You can do that with people that obviously are on that type of spectrum of, in performance. Um, you can't really do that with a guy like, what, Pat Mahomes, even a guy like Joe Burrow, those guys going up against each other this week. Uh, I did want to get your game mix, but I'll let you get back into your things because I know we got to go soon. you have any more or are we out? Um, my, my, one, my one other one is just kind of uh, just an interesting one. Like I heard uh, probably a few weeks ago, a few days ago, I don't know. So, something just talking through like in Bede's career and it truly is impressive when you think about it and like a little bit uh, like impressive sad just like the wildest career arc ever and like it, maybe it was Bill Simmons the person saying it was like how they thought um Hakeem like had the craziest career ever like played soccer his whole left picked up basketball a few years before being in the league just like dominated like champion MVP winner whatnot but you look at Embiid's career. Do you know off the top of your head how many years of basketball Embiid played before um, getting drafted into the NBA, including college and everything? I think it was literally like not even two years. 
it, it was four. It was including college. It was four years. So we had one Fair. year at college, three years of high school basketball. Had yep. never touched a basketball in his life prior to that. Yeah. So this dude gets drafted, and if he didn't have back issues, maybe is the number one pick. He gets drafted as the number three pick because he's heard Wiggins yep. and Jabari go before him. A lot of people thought he should have been the number one, but Wiggins was generational, probably not going to happen. Tough start to his career, sits out basically two years. Over that time, the Sixers get two top three picks, draft Ben Simmons, Jaleel Okafor. Joel Embiid comes back healthy. They start playing well. Over that time, they draft Markel Fultz. So, like, the Sixers, like, we know this. I'm not saying anything new. Like, Ben Simmons, great pick. Joel Embiid, great pick. Jaleel Okafor and Markel Fultz botched picks on what could have made, like, the absolute most generational team ever when they were going through the process. But you look at Joel Embiid, and it's just been, like, I just kind of feel bad for him. Like, he hasn't had the help he needed he needed yet, and, like, He's in the same boat a little bit of, like, Jokic this year. But it's, like, further because it's gone on, like, years and years and years. Like, it's so impressive what he's doing right now. But, like, in a way, I just feel a little bit bad for him, whether it's, like, the shot that Kawhi Leonard hit where they kind of should have gone further, whether it's Ben Simmons collapsing against the Hawks last year where they should have been in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, it's been an incredible career for Joel Embiid, like, almost, like, defying odds. Like, he shouldn't be this good. But at the same time, it's, like, Wow, he should almost be better with like all these unlucky breaks that aren't his fault. Yeah, not his fault at all. He yeah, can't blame the guy. and here's another good thing. Uh, I, Joel Embiid's a good dude. Like keeping it, keeping it to the the aspect of the pod today. Like there's a lot of bad people out there, um, and there's a lot of good people out there. Like there's some good good people can make mistakes, but like, what are you a good person? Or are you a bad person? Like are you the type of dude that everybody wants to go and do a road trip with you, or are they are you the type of dude that everyone's dreading asking you to go on the road trip? Like. Um, all that stuff is important. I saw Joel Embiid received, uh, reached out to the undrafted rookie, uh, Jose Alvaro. I guess he's, uh, Alvarado. He's on the Pelicans and asked, told him he'd cover his fine for the double technical goal they received on Tuesday. That's the type of dude Joel Embiid is like that type of dude, uh, who in my opinion is definitely up there in the MVP, if not leading the MVP talks right now. And yeah, to all the things you mentioned, that's impressive with, leading into this season, all the question marks and obviously rumors surrounding Ben Simmons. And obviously that still continues as the trade deadline hasn't passed and Ben Simmons is still on the 76ers. Something I honestly can't believe. Um, I think touching on the Ben Simmons thing, I just truly think they think he's their best option. Like I can't think of a guy in my head that I think the other team would for sure trade for Ben Simmons that makes them better than they would be with Ben Simmons. Like, say what you – so, and the, and the I think the Sixers are banking on him coming back. Like, I don't think he is. Like, the dude's cost himself millions and millions of dollars saying, fuck you guys, I'm not playing for you. Yeah, there's no way he's coming back. Uh, well, it's just like, he's on a four-year, four three-year deal, like, four-year deal. This If they just keep not trading him, it's like, how long are you willing to do this, Ben Simmons? Like, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. I'm not, I'm not saying – like, I don't have a take. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do think the Sixers are looking at it like – if they could get someone who they thought could make them like as good as they were with Ben Simmons, I think they would have done that trade. I think the problem is they can't find that. Like it could open up, it could be James Harden or whatever, but even still, it's like I think James Harden right now is better than Ben Simmons. But would I trade Ben Simmons, maybe Tyrese Maxey and picks, which is probably what they'd have to do for James Harden? Like, I don't I don't know. He's a thirty three year old, like out of shape. I uh, never been the fastest dude getting older. Like, I don't know that I would do that. So like, I think Daryl Morey's smart. I think Daryl Morey's a good GM. Like anyone could say what they want about him, like managing this, like how have you not traded him? Like 
he's a good GM. If he could have gotten something that he thought was adequate value, he would have. I think the problem is, like, Ben Simmons legitimately makes the Sixers good. He had an epic collapse in the playoffs last year, but, like, they are the best defense in the league with Ben Simmons on the court and, like, one of the best rebounding teams. Like, there's struggles on offense, but I think they're looking for, like, I think Daryl's mind is, like, I'm assuming Ben Simmons is on the court. I need to find a player that makes us better than Ben Simmons does on the court. And if not, then fuck you, Ben Simmons. You're going to come back eventually next year or something. Like, I think that's his mindset, whether you think it's like you think that's for better or for worse. That's not happening. Uh, I got a couple quick uh, picks to, for you to make and then a couple funnies, and I'll let you go. Um, all right, Rich, what's more likely to happen? Um, the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow becoming the first QB drafted first overall to start a conference championship game within the first two seasons within his first two seasons, is taking on Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Games are this Sunday. What's more likely, Rich, a Chiefs blowout or a Bengals upset? I Look, I... I respect the Bengals enough to say that I think a Bengals upset's more likely. It depends what we're constituting as like a blowout, I guess. But if we're talking like 18, 20 points, something like that, then I'll give the Bengals the better chance at the upset than the Chiefs winning by like 18. I think the Chiefs win, but I'll give the Bengals more respect than that. I don't think they're coming out here and getting like 30 to 3 or something like that. Fair. Um, As much as... As much as uh, last week's game between Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, generational quarterbacks, all the legacy built into that and obviously how that game played out, um, I think Joe Burrows irked himself into that conversation. Not saying that he's even better than Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes, but Joe Burrow deserves some damn respect, bro. We talked about it here a little bit on the pod, getting sacked nine times and and winning a playoff game. Uh, I saw a thing where... There was a team that won won a Super Bowl and got sacked. Their QB got sacked nine times the entire season. This dude got sacked nine times in a game and won the playoff game. Number one seed on the road. Um, yeah, it wasn't ugly. He didn't. Or yeah, it wasn't pretty. He had no touchdowns, but he made the throws and he did the things he had to do to win the game. And this little like Eli Manning esque for me. I feel like the Bengals are on this little bit of a Giants run for me. I'm not saying they're upset the Chiefs, but I think that's way more likely than a blowout. I think this is a close game. I want to say give me the Bengals because I've been riding them hard and I won some money on them throughout this playoffs. And I may be throwing some money on them this Sunday. But I do think Pat Mahomes is different in a sense that when you can score with 13 seconds, like are they ever really out of a game? Uh, all the things he's done, he's 8-2 and two in playoff games. He's only ever lost games to Tom Brady in the playoffs. Um, is he going to lose this game to Joe Burrow, even though the Bengals beat them up pretty good a few weeks back? Um, I don't think so. I got it. Chiefs in a close game. Uh, all right, Rich. So then it's the Rams and the Niners, in which obviously we can talk a little Jimmy G. We don't have to because we know what he's doing. But the Niners just keep on winning. And they're they're playing their division rival in the LA Rams, who they beat now six straight times. They've also beat both this uh, times they played this year. The Niners did the Rams. Um, I think the Rams are a way better team. I think the Rams have the best defense remaining in the playoffs. I think the Rams, and I had the Rams as my NFC pick to make the Super Bowl up against the Buffalo Bills, obviously, which 
didn't pan out, but maybe could have panned out if they just could have made one fucking stop with 13 seconds to go on that 25-yard line. Um, I think the Rams win this game. As much as the 49ers have their number, Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's number. To me, I look at QB play, even though as Matt Stafford turns the ball over a good amount this year, more than I, uh, or kind of how I predicted, even though they did win some games. Uh, he hasn't turned it over these playoffs. And if he doesn't turn it over in this game, I think they win this game. I think as good as Niners defense has been, I think the Rams defense is better. I think Aaron Donald's better. I think Jalen Ramsey is the best corner. And I think you got some difference makers in terms of Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. who I've talked about plenty of times who are making impacts on these LA Rams teams, including Matthew Stafford, this big splash guy that you only go out and get if you're going to try and make a Super Bowl, obviously. And they're one win away from doing that and playing in their own stadium. And after all these years of not having home teams play in their home stadium or whatever it is for Super Bowls, we might have it for back-to-back years. And I believe we do with the Rams picking up this win. Uh, I think pretty handily, actually. Uh, a b- bigger bigger margin, double digits, maybe like 10 points uh, Rams over Niners for me. This is a tough one. Like, I, I mean, I think a lot of people feel this way. Like, I just, do you want to see the Niners win or you want to see the Rams win? See, what's interesting, though, because I'm, I'm a – I'm a Jimmy G fan. I think Jimmy G will go somewhere else and play well. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a Trey Lance fan. And if the Niners make the Super Bowl, even if they lose the Super Bowl, if they make the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, damn, that's going to be tough to see Trey Lance get any time. And, and yeah. what's going to happen with Jimmy G if that happens? And what's going to happen to Jimmy G if they lose tomorrow? Like, he played pretty damn well and obviously took them on a run to an NFC Championship game. So, in my opinion, is an overall lock that – Trey Lance is getting his opportunity week one next year. Not guaranteed, depending on how this game plays out, depending on how the rest of this season plays out for the 49ers. I think that's got a lot on Jimmy G doing what he's doing, regardless of how he's playing. Like The fact that he's winning, this only helps his case to be able to go somewhere and have a job with how some of these other teams are looking at quarterback. But like, do you want to see the Rams or the 49ers win? Rams. I'm I'm OBJ. I'm Matt Stafford. Like, I, uh, I want to see OBJ win a Super Bowl. I want to see Matt Stafford do well. Like I, I was the type of guy that didn't think Matt Stafford would be able to take the Rams and just instantly bring them to the Super Bowl. He might be able to do that and prove me wrong. Um, I thought he would be able to prove some of these doubters wrong in which he could win some playoff games. Um, yeah, I'm all for the Rams for sure. I just think the Niners are a likable team. My problems, I don't want to watch Jimmy G in the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm i kind of torn on who I'm, like, actually rooting for in this. But when it comes down to picking the winner, like, it's hard to, it's hard to pick the Niners when Jimmy G's quarterbacking. I'm like, we've seen, look, he's, he's good enough to not fuck it up most of the time. But, like, if Aaron Rodgers just scores, like, has like a moderately better game. They get one more touchdown. Jimmy G's not coming back in that. Like they got lucky plays from the yep. defense and everything. Like Jimmy G's not coming back if they go down. Yeah. And the, and the flip side is they're probably not going up on you by a bunch either. Unless, unless like, you know, they get one, two touchdowns at the start and they're just running it down your throat. But even still, they're probably not running up the score because they can't throw like that. Yeah. So it's just, so if you're looking at it logically, it's just so hard, even though Niners have a respectable defense to pick the Rams when if the Rams are ahead, it's impossible for the Niners to come back. And if the Rams are behind, that's fine because they could still throw the ball and hopefully come back. That's fine. Who do you got, Rams or Niners? Because I know I only have a minute and i got to ask you something Rams. else. You got, got Rams. Rams. All right, let's I keep it going. The too. All right, word, love it. 
Um, haven't been doing much bets here on the podcast. I probably should do a little bit more of that. My brother wants a Seggy uh, Junior straight bets uh, segment, which I'm hoping to maybe get here in the near future at some point. Anyways, uh, I know you got to go, Rich, so I'm leaving you with this. I saw the NBA uh, All-Stars were announced. Um, you brought up Andrew Wiggins at some point. He's a starter. Um, you know what's kind of wild about that whole thing for me? and I, You got to give me some props here. I've done pretty darn well with this, Rich. Haven't been talking much COVID here on a podcast. Um, dude didn't want to get vaccinated. Decided to get vaccinated. And I saw some dude basically say, oh, well, look, you know, he decided to get vaccinated and he's an all-star starter and all these people on Twitter. It's like, dude, you're not, he, he didn't, uh, make the all-star game because he, it's like, no, that's not what he's saying, dude. He's saying that because he got the vaccine, he was able to play and he had basically a career season and now he's an all-star starter. Like if he decided not to do that, man, how things could have changed for him. Obviously, if you're missing that many games, you're probably not an all-star starter. Just crazy interesting to me. Um, that was one of the interesting you know, ones for me. And obviously Ja being a starter, shout out to Ja, his first all-star game. Shout out to Ja on what he's doing right now. Most 40 point games in franchise history, um, in a season with obviously half a season still to go and an easy schedule still to go. I got Ja for MVP still, even though Jolin's MB'd up there right now. I got Ja for MVP and just another couple of guys that got snubbed. Um, Devin Booker, bro. I can't believe he's not. We. I feel like this is every year this comes around. How is Devin Booker not in the All Star game as a, a, a just the starters? starters? Yeah. Okay. Devin Booker should be a starter then for Andrew Wiggins. Stephen Ja. No, he's a guard. He, he can't get it over them. That's the only reason Wiggins got in because they're so stupid with the rules. Like they're. You know who should be in? Fucking kick Andrew Wiggins so far away and put Luca in the fucking forward spot. What are we doing here? I don't. I know they don't want to start two centers. Carl Anthony Towns deserves it over Wiggins. I know we don't want to. Rudy Gobert's not fun. He fucking deserves it over Wiggins. Like Wiggins is good. He's a really nice player. He's the been the third best player on his team this entire year. Fucking Draymond deserves it over Wiggins. Like get the fuck out of here. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to watch Draymond start in an All Star game. I don't even want to watch play Draymond play in an All Star game. I'd much rather watch Wiggins. But if we're talking about who deserves it, fucking not Wiggins. Like five other people. <laughs> The Warriors, this has happened for years. The war They changed the all-star voting setup because the Warriors fans almost voted Zaza Pachulia as a starter a few years ago. The Warriors have the wildest voting fan base. Like, they go all in on their guys. Clay was almost starting when he hadn't played a game. Like, it's it's kind of... How much does the fan voting impact all this? Because I saw... The starters, the starters a lot. The bench, not that much. Because I saw LeBron, he led the, the fan voting for, I think it's like his fifth or sixth straight season or something and obviously the fan voting has got to do something with this like do you agree with you would agree with the other side the eastern starters the western starters like i honestly don't have the the starter i thought they announced the whole team like i don't know if you got a time to pull it up for me but like yeah i agree with ja um steph curry yeah he started out the season really hot where are we at with steph curry right now i know you got to go soon but it's like damn bro he's in a big if not worse shooting slump of his career if Andrew Wiggins is in the starters for the West, how much extra help does he have when you're bringing up Draymond and Clay's back and dropping 23? Um, I mean, Steph Curry, I get it. He's been pretty great, but his MVP talks got to be way out the window, in my opinion, by now. John Morant's way past him in that in my in my book. Um, and the Grizzlies have an easier schedule than the Warriors do on the way out. So that's just the way I'm feeling about it. Yeah, no, I... Just going back to the All-Stars. I saw DeRozan is an All-Star starter. Love to see that. 
he deserved it. Um, he deserved it because I went through and did the voting a few times, and like I know I get sent you guys the mellow ones. Like I, I did it like for real because I was just wanting to see like who I thought it should actually be when I was looking at it, and like it was almost impossible to leave um, DeRozan off of it. In yeah, my you have you have um, to have DeRozan, especially with Levine going. At how they segmented out the guards, someone's going to get um, Durant spot. He's not going to be back for the All Star game. Uh, Trey Young, DeRozan are in it. Embiid, Giannis. I 100% agree with all of those. Van Fleet was like honestly close to deserving. I feel like Darius Garland should have got it over Trey Young. Trey Young's been playing pretty well. I don't know what the fuck the Hawks are doing. Like I'm not gonna argue that too much. I don't really just. I would have given it to Trey Young. Darius Garland has been balling, bro. And the Cavs are doing some impressive stuff. I know they got Evan Mobley balling as a rookie, but you got Darius Garland is a weapon, dog gonna make he's gonna make the all-star game i guarantee that he will make the all-star game he should have been a starter over trey young in my opinion yeah and i think devin booker should have been in for andrew wiggins and i I, all good for andrew wiggins for making an all-star selection you think devin booker over luca yeah yeah for sure and luca's been balling he started off a little slow but devin booker's been balling all year the suns have the best record right now in the league yeah, I mean, all the guys we're saying are going to make it. The Wiggins ones is just ridiculous to me. I don't, I don't, I hear you on the Trey Young thing, but I don't think anything on the East side is egregious. I'd have to guess. See, I'd like to put. I think the person most deserving of a spot in the East who isn't there, uh, even over Darius Garland, is Zach Levine. The problem is they're not going to give him a forward spot and Durant's a forward spot, so. I don't know who the Bucks going to get the last spot for the East. I can't even. I'm sure there's an obvious thing. Like it's probably going to be Jason Tatum, bro. Brain. Who? Tatum. It's, yeah. it's probably yeah. going to be he Jason Tatum. He hasn't been playing that. Like I don't think he deserves. He not. I don't think he doesn't deserve to start the All Star game. But by default, he might just be the next guy. Um, he's had some really good games. He has had some great games recently. Um, the West was Steph Curry, John Morant, Wiggins, Jokic, LeBron. Yeah, I got no, I got no issues there really. Besides, I think Devin Booker should be in there. I, I, I agree. We got to change those rules. We got some rules got to get changed in sports. I don't know what's good, especially with these All Star votings. Like, I think you should be allowed to put like a wing in there for Wigan, but like they wouldn't do it because like he's just a straight up like shooting guard according to the NBA. Yeah, um, Devin Booker. So, like, I can I'm literally just trying to like rack my brain to think who else, but I do think Gobert, Towns, both deserved it. Um, over Wiggins, Draymond, even if you want to go that far, but I don't know. I know you got to go, but I saw Draymond, and I know you just brought his name, and it just made me think of this. Do you see that Draymond has an active deal with Turner Sports to be, like, talking as an active player? Like, is that the first time that's ever happened? Like, has there ever been an active player? He's been doing that for a while. Um, That's just wild to me. That should not be a thing. Like, you should not have an active player in – What? He's so good. Those are like the best. Covers. That's fine. Do it when you when you leave the league. You shouldn't be doing that while you're in the league. I, I just think that that's not a good that's not a good look for the NBA. Turner Sports is TNT. We've seen him on TNT a bunch of times over the years. He's really good. He's way better. Yeah, when the when the out. Warriors are out of the playoffs, he's doing yeah. stuff like in the playoffs. He signed it yeah, to do it when he's able when his schedule allows it. So like I'm gonna go watch TNT this Thursday. Warriors got a night off. Draymond's on the set. That's not a good I don't understand that. That's I, stupid. I promise you, he is not doing that. I'm like, oh, we got an off night. I'm going to Turner Sports. No way. Schedule it will no, it's going schedule allows it will be Okay, zoomed into Turner Sports. Is that the, that's the same thing. He's doing it. He's doing schedule it. Schedule allows it is hundred percent just saying like when we can make it work, which will be 
when they're out of the playoffs. They don't know when that is, so they don't want to say they, – they're not going to say, like, Draymond will be here for the playoffs and be like, uh, guys, we plan on making the play. Like, they don't know when to say. So they're going to be like, yeah, like, maybe he comes on, like, if they're off for, like, four nights in a row, like, maybe he comes on one night. Like, if they get bounced in the playoffs, maybe he comes on. Like, if he has, like, a sustained injury – like, I don't know. I'm sure there's stipulations, but, like, he's not going to be on, like – almost ever in a regular I think like maybe one regular season game a year if that I saw they changed the like the uh what is it rising stars game to like how they were doing the Kobe challenge uh shout out Kobe there was a two-year anniversary a couple days ago and the Lakers were an eighth seed uh 24 and 24 at the time pretty wild um but what uh this year's dunk Contest realistically should be, in my opinion, Rich, and I know you got to go. John Morant, Miles Bridges, Gary Payne the second, and Jalen Green. And I know we haven't talked much Jalen Green. We haven't talked much rookies Hold in the on. NBA, but Hold on. that's got to be Anthony it. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Okay, yeah, fair, 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 fair. You could probably take out Jalen Green for Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I don't have any problems with the rest of it, but if I could pick one person to see in a dunk contest right now, I think it would be Anthony. That's Anthony fair. Like Jossack. That's fair. That's fair. All right, I know. You, all right, I'll catch up with you. Hopefully, I'll, I'm probably playing some games tonight because we're snowed in. But yeah, although I got some work. I wanted to try and talk to Chu about some MLB Hall of Fame. So hope he's on the games. But I'm watching yeah, my neighbor's true. cats and taking Cali out. But I should be out in like an hour or two. All right, word. I'll talk to you later, man. All right, peace, brother. Peace. Peace. Hey, Richie Dingback comes through today in what I'm calling one of my best pods ever. I thought it was pretty damn good, honestly, for where I'm at. And I'm just trying to appreciate that more and more with just creating the content, doing it my way, doing it the only way I really know how. And yeah, maybe you can adapt and do it differently. And maybe you'd get more viewers if you did. And maybe things would change if you did. Or maybe they'd stay the same. But, um... I just like how I'm doing my thing, man. I've always kind of been doing that my whole life, I feel like, at this point. But just recently, just doing me, not only with my podcast, but uh, trying to better not only myself and things that I'm going through, um, but my podcast in general, my sports takes, following and doing anything at this point. Uh, friendships, relationships, slim to none with those, but all those, I'll always try and always be genuine and give my 100% effort to, like I always have. Um, All the people that have reached out to me, to check in on me, um, to talk to me, uh, you know who y'all are. I genuinely appreciate all all of you um, for doing that. And it means a lot, obviously, because you're either checking in and listening to my podcast or you're wired similar to me where you probably understand that, you know, people go through some stuff and need to talk to someone every once in a while and they don't have somebody to talk to. And for that, I appreciate those people that check in on me for that. And most of those people are the people that check in on my pod because um, they know it makes me feel good. Um, it's not strangers listening to my podcast. Uh, maybe if there were they'd want to reach out and check in too. Maybe if they were, I'd be able to reach some more viewers, listeners, whatever they're calling it nowadays. But I don't know if that'd make me feel even any better with how things are so retroactive on social media and everyone saying what they can say and 
blasting on everybody, canceling everybody, making fun of people, um, just just bringing people down. It's it's not the way I am. It's not the way I want to be. It's not the way I root for any of the people that I fuck with. Um, you know, I'm rooting for people to succeed, to feel good, be happy, positive vibes. That's always kind of the way I've been. Uh, shout out to a few people who did that for me this week. Uh, and just going forward, I'm going to keep doing that to come back around, hopefully here on the podcast with Rich and some of my other friends and new people and continue to do that going forward here in 2022. That's already basically through January and time just keeps on zipping on by and you know, it doesn't make me feel any better that that's happening as it's longer and longer that I'm without the people that I've lost and that's been hard for me. And all these kind of things that run through my head and everyone's head, I assume, uh, has been hard for me. And I'm still kind of fighting that fight and battling on through that. But I'm doing that here and bringing that sports passion and bringing in any type of advice, personal, sports-related, take-related, opinionated, to my podcast. And that has always kind of been a passion of mine ever since I've been doing that this here on the podcast and still kind of doing it which does make me kind of feel proud at the end of the day with everything else that I kind of have going for me in my way in my own way um which at the end of the day is personal for everyone so shout out to all you check up here me on the podcast as I mentioned and that's all I had for the airwaves today appreciate all listening as always and as always still have no shame what I'd say Somebody with a nickname. Till next time, everybody. Peace and love out there. Stay safe. Enjoy them sports. You're listening to Psyche Station.